Hey, what's up? In today's episode, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, and that is card shows. So if you've never been to one or if you have been to them, let's talk a little bit about the world that is the hobby show, the card show. You know what I'm talking about. What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome to Mealy Stocks episode 18, part of the Slab Stocks Network. My name is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop here in Gainesville, and we are excited for just another fun episode today, including um, just getting into 2021. We are here. We've made it, and uh, this is our second episode of the new year, and I'm going to be talking about uh, card shows. This is going to be a two-part series uh, today. Um, you know, card shows. There's so much that we can, you know, we can, can take from it. Um, so look forward to next next week's episode as well. But let's get into this week's. Um, and before I do, just want to call your attention to some some really cool things we always got going on in shop. Uh, this one, as you guys have seen many times, is our is our website mealypops.com. I love for you guys to go check out the website. Uh, we always have new products. These top eight are our new products or our new breaks. As you know, Playbook comes out this week, so we have that break set up, a PYT break. We'll be adding more stuff to this. Um, we have everything from, as you can see, basketball, baseball, football, Pokemon. We have all these different sections. You can check out our socials on there as well. Uh, we've actually been growing our TikTok, putting some fun break videos. So all that stuff is linked. Go give it a follow and uh, go check out the website. We price wax the best we can as well. Uh, I think you'll see we're pretty competitive. So I uh, love to make some deals with you, and we do uh, best, 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 best we can do as a local hobby shop. Uh, if you don't have one, let us be that one for you. All right, so let's get into this episode, episode 18, card shows in 2021. This will be part one of two. Uh, next week, when we talk, you know, I was doing my outline for all this and thinking about it. There's so much to really uh, you could take from a card show, and before we get into all the nitty gritties, I just kind of want to call your attention to. Um, what I would say is, you know, some of the things that I've learned and learned things that I've gleaned from uh, when it comes to card shows. Um, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, my background with all of that um, because I think that that's very important um, as well, um, and how I got started, you know, really in this whole this whole world with uh, with cards. So, you know, I started going to card shows when I got serious again back in roughly 2008, 2009, uh, sometime around that area. And um, as we, as I got back into card shows, um, 2010 was when I started to show, you know, I started going to them and I started about 2010. Um, I really learned the ropes, right? I started really learning this idea of what, you know, what does it take to be somebody who can sell, who can deal at a card show? Uh, what does it take to really be somebody who can buy at a card show? That's another big element is card shows is if you're not selling, then are you buying? Um, and uh, just it, just just understanding that world. So as I did more of them and I started getting involved and in going to and then setting up at them, um, you know, you guys know the grind, getting up at 5, 6, 7 a.m. on a weekend, going out to that place where you need to go set up, get your showcases, all that. It's a process, you know, and it doesn't come overnight. Um, but I started learning the idea of, you know, people trying to buy me out, uh, getting, selling out my cases and restarting with fresh inventory. Maybe that's why I've come from such a, a unique place of moving inventory so quick. If you've ever seen our Millie Pops Madness, things that we do on Instagram, we have one coming up next weekend on the 23rd, I think it is. We sell cards so quickly and I move inventory so quickly. So I'm not opposed to the idea of someone, you know, buying all of my stuff out to give me that restart, you know, um, on the Nintendo where I can start again. Um, 
but uh, it's actually not a bad a bad idea. So I learned that idea. I learned how to evaluate things at a wholesale cost to other dealers, bigger dealers. Um, and then, you know, as I started to grow in that, my wife and I decided, why don't we try and do the national? So this is in 2015, um, and it was a, it was a really a, a special time doing the national because um, I didn't think I, I I could you know work on that market level, right? Uh, there were so many big people who had so much inventory. It was like, what am I going to do with this? But in 2015, I went to Chicago, <clears throat> and I remember very distinctively my, my wife and I uh, selling out our area, and I didn't take a ton of inventory because I didn't have a ton at that time uh, for maybe fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars or something like that. And then using that money in that next four days to rebuy, buy other people out, buy lots out, resell, and then just became this massive perpetual um, uh, buy and sell in a market within three or four days, which I learned. So. That taught me a lot, and I think I gained a lot of that um, know-how and, and, and prowess from doing card shows locally in Florida. Um, so then, uh, you know, I started to, to do this outline. I was thinking, what have shows really taught me? You know, what have they taught me? What have I gained and experience-wise from them? And I, I, I wrote four things down, and we're going to get into some things as we fast-forward to 2021. So um, one of the things that I, I think going to a card show and being a part of card shows will teach you, whether you're introverted, extroverted, you know, whatever you may be, uh, is, is, is negotiation, the idea of negotiation, the idea of that somebody has something that I want and I want to pay this amount for it. How do I get to that point? Um, and I think negotiation, uh, you know, in, in a safe way, in a non-rude way with people is fair. And, and I do believe in 2021, you pulling out your phone to look up comps at a table shouldn't be rude. Unfortunately, there are some old hats and, old, you know, people who think that's very rude. I remember just a show recently, a guy, I, <laughs> I went up to his table and uh, he, I had my phone out and he goes, not a good way to start looking at your phone and eBay comps with me. And I said, uh, sir, I'm texting my wife. And it's true, I was, but I think that's kind of where we're at now. You have kind of a, a split element with how uh, dealers will look at you. Um Another thing that taught me, you know, and I think that you guys should really start to pay attention is learning to spot shady things, learning to spot maybe fake slabs. And this is something that just happened in the last car show that I, I was at in Clearwater, which I'll talk about here. But spotting fake, fake slabs, uh, spotting fake autographs, um, looking at cards and, and realizing that sometimes people are selling you damaged stuff and they're not disclaiming that. Uh, finding fake cards, handling fake cards, seeing that. The whole vintage world, if you don't know that, you really should learn it because there's a lot of fakes and, and doctored cards in that, trim stuff, all that. So learning how to do that really taught me. And I, of course, I've been burned a few times here and there, nothing major, but it taught me a lot about that. Um, the third thing that I, you know, I've learned, um, I think, through card shows is the idea of networking. You know, How are you networking and building your brand and your network and how you buy and sell? Now, you might say to me, Jamil, I'm just a casual guy and I like to trade and I like to buy and I like to find deals. You still have a brand, and what I mean by that is when you go to shows, people will recognize you, and if you're fair with people and honest with people uh, and you buy from them fairly, they will look out for you. So that's from the buying side and you guys out there uh, who are just looking to go to shows and not set up, there's an element there, I think, of building your brand and, 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 and building you know, a personality with people so that you can, can network. Uh, finding cards, getting cards, uh, selling cards, there's so much to deal with networking, so uh, I'm not going to give you some... Uh, you know, motivational speaker thing on networking, but I do think it's very important at card shows. And then uh, the fourth thing that I wrote down, which I think is actually very important, is how not to burn out. And what I mean by that is card shows and the world of the hobby can be very draining, especially in those years when it wasn't as lucrative. And so uh, learning and watching and seeing how people, you know, don't burn out, learning and paying attention to how am I maximizing my time versus how am I wasting my time at card shows. So those are 
those are some things that I, I just wanted to share with you guys. So that's a little bit of my backstory. Just took me six minutes or seven minutes to tell you that. But let's fast forward to, to today, to 2021, and let's talk a little bit about where we're at. So card shows now are everywhere. They're popping up all over the states. Um, here in Florida, we have about five or six. Uh, I just got back from the biggest one in the state that's held. It's it's called the uh, Clearwater St. Uh, Clearwater uh, St. Pete show. A guy named Redbeard on Instagram. Go give him a follow. He's a good dude. Uh, Redbeard Sports Cards. He puts it on. And ever since he's done it, it's been amazing. Uh, it's been really cool to see how quickly in that Tampa area, just the regionally, how a show can grow that is done right, and and, and uh, people are, are are found out, you know, and and find find out the information through social media and different platforms. Uh, for those of you who are looking for shows, go to Beckett. I think Beckett still has their listing of shows in different states where you can go and um, uh, check out um, a listing by state. You can search. Not everybody advertises their shows through Beckett but because it costs money, but that's another place to check it out. And then, of course, just doing a Google search, I think, will really help you um, look, looking for those things. I'm looking forward to the Dallas Card Show, which will be at our shop, will be at um, at the end of January. If any of you are watching, you want to come out, buy, sell, trade with us, come come talk to us. Um, we will be there. Uh, we'll have a small area because it's, it's just a massive show now. But um, yeah, we're going to be there. And I'm just looking forward to that because um, I think about that as kind of a, a pseudo regional show or a big show that's not the national. And we don't know what's going to happen with the national show this year. So um, so let me show you um, a quick clip. Um, I'm going to load it right now. But before I get into the clip, I want to throw a disclaimer out there because I do know that in me, myself, Jamil, and the Mealy Pop Shop in uh, Florida and in the southeast, we have it the best when it comes to buying. We don't have it the best when it comes to selling, but we definitely have it the best when it comes to buying. I believe the Midwest is the best when it comes to selling, um, and I believe in the Northeast and the West Coast, I believe those are the best places to get the most money for what you have. Higher prices is what I'm trying to get at. So um, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Uh, that's just kind of my take on it. Um, other people may have different takes on it. But we're starting to see more of a national and global market, so kind of some of that is thrown out the window. Anyway, let me show you a clip from just the this past weekend show in Clearwater. And I, I really this is from our Instagram. I just took it, but here it is. This is just me doing a quick pan during in a time when it wasn't as busy in the show. And I'll let this load a few times. But just take a look at, at Gander, just how many people were there, right? I mean, this is a, a room and these is this was an off time when I had a time to kind of breathe and look. But just tons and tons and tons of people. I'll pause it real quick. Uh, as you walk in, you can see this right here, right? Just tons of people, uh, young people everywhere. I was paying attention to the age brackets. And uh, there were just a lot of young people at this show dealing, um, a lot of people selling, um, a lot of people having just a lot of fun with it. Um, and I, I, um, I'm kind of taken back by that, right? The youth movement that is 2021, where we're seeing um, people and how people are getting involved in cards. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, there are a lot of younger people involved. It reminds me of going to the national and seeing all the young people at the national, but now we're seeing it more regionally. And I believe the hobby's in a good place when we see young people having fun with this. So um, that's just one element, right? That is just one element. Is, is this this one show that I went to? Uh, there are other shows that are smaller in the state, but this is probably the biggest one that I that I see in Florida. So um, they're packed and they, they, they more, it's the most packed that they've ever been. Number two, um, there's money everywhere. Uh, Two, three, four years ago, to see a twenty thousand dollar deal or a thirty thousand dollar deal or a buyout of a table for, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars was, you know, maybe one in a show. You see him once in a while, but I can't tell you how many fifty thousand and hundred thousand dollar deals I saw at this past show or heard about. You know, people just buying 
quantity or maybe and then I'm not talking about people selling out I'm talking about one guy buys from one guy three cards for 90,000 one guy buys from another guy 30,000 and it was just like everywhere left and right so that shows you a lot about the buying and selling in the market how people are looking at cards um, and it was really cool it was really cool to kind of to, to take a step back and realize that as I started to process these ideas of not just going to a show and going in the buying modes but going to a show and watching a little bit so um, yeah, this is 2021. We are in a place now where card shows are banging, card shows are popping, and there's a lot to gain from them. If you're not going to card shows, I would really recommend it. If you're someone who says, yeah, you know what I'm doing, I like to stick to myself, do my thing at home, uh, I get it, I appreciate that, but you're missing on the fact that you're missing on probably getting cards that you're looking for that aren't necessarily on eBay or the social platforms. Remember, there's a lot of people selling cards who don't sell cards on eBay and social platforms still. I know you all think that everybody does, but they don't. So something to think about. Um, and as we kind of kind of end off this episode here, we got three or four more minutes. I just wanted to kind of tell you some things to look for. And then next week in the second part, maybe I'll share a little bit about more what I do at shows. Um, and I get it that I'm in a different, you know, position being a card shop owner, spending quite a bit of money on volume. And I understand that side of it, but maybe you guys can take some from that in part two. So we'll get to that next week. But, um, what, to, what to look for for shows for you. So here's a couple ideas as you guys enter card shows. Um, how are you networking with people, number one? How are you embracing the hobby? How are you talking to others? How are you spending time with people and not making it about yourself? Because when you do that, you're going to open up how you um, can collect, how you can buy and sell, uh, the more you, you realize how to network. Here's just a quick picture I'll show you. I thought it was just unique. Uh, this is one of the uh, younger guys who follows our Instagram. I never met him in my life. Talked to him many times. But then he shows up. At a, at a card show, we do a deal. He gets some wax and some money from me. He trades me a Kobe card. And I think it's really cool because both when we were doing the deal and stuff, we just had fun doing it, right? Uh, so shout out to, to my guy, uh, Big Al there. Um, but I just, you know, the idea of networking with people, trading with people, getting to know people, I think goes a long way. So hopefully you're doing that at shows. Hopefully you're talking to people. Uh, make this more about the community than yourself and you'll see how far you can really grow in the hobby. One thing I will tell you, is just because someone calls you calls themselves a dealer at a show doesn't mean they're a dealer. And hear me out on this. I'm not trying to knock on anybody or say, ooh, ooh look at Jamil, right? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of people who are putting on that front and um, unfortunately are giving bad information and selling bad cards. And I, and I think that when there's money and there's a lot of, uh, you know, things to gain profit-wise, you're going to get the bad with the good. So be very careful out there. Be mindful. Not everybody is a dealer. Not everybody knows what they're talking about. Um, and one example I brought up earlier, I was able to help a guy get his money back from another guy who had just bought a, a fake Prism Gianna slab and um, rookie slab and just kind of identifying the things with the label and showing him, hey, that's, that's, not a, that's not a Beckett slab. But there are a lot of people out and the guy, of course, the dealer who sold it didn't know what, what he had, right? And so um, these are things to consider. These are things to start thinking about more. Uh, these are things to, to look out for at shows. Another thing, retail wax. Uh, I'm noticing this more and ever, more than ever. If you are a buyer of retail wax, use it to your advantage because um, the new dealers, I'll call them, uh, are showing up in plentiful amounts of retail. And some of them may not want to come off their prices, but to be honest, uh, someone selling retail wax in quantity at a show should have the idea of, man, I can really make a lot of money quicker than trying to piece this out and ship this out and possibly get refunds on eBay. They don't all think like that, and that's fine. But um, retail wax is plentiful, it shows. And why that can be helpful to you is, 
eBay comps, and of course, um, <laughs> other dealers in the room that have the same wax, you can use that to your advantage and your leverage. So something to think about with that. Um, hobby wax isn't as plentiful. I mean, we take hobby wax to shows. Um, we take a lot of the more expensive stuff just that some people can't find. I did sell, you know, some really big boxes this past weekend, but I'm, th I'm throwing that out there to help you guys in, in the hobby. Use that to your advantage from this guy to that guy and, and thinking about all the different retail wax that is out there. But be quick because the stuff will sell. Um, trading, this is another another element about what to look for in a show. Find out how you can trade with dealers, other people in the show. I think it's really cool. Uh, some shows get a little weird about you trading with other people in the show. Um, I kind of am anti that because this is the hobby in general. But I have seen that where show people will get upset if you're trading with other people in the show. I think that's silly, but that might happen at some of the shows and, and, and how, how they're run. Something to think about. And then lastly, as, before, as we finish this out, the more educated you are in this hobby and the more educated you are in learning these things, watching the Slap Stocks episodes and Mealy Stocks episodes and paying attention and following trends, the better you will do. Trust me in that because you'll be able to spot things that are way too expensive and you'll be able to spot deals as well. So those are just some thoughts on the card show in 2021. I know there's a lot in that episode and if you want to shoot me some comments uh, down below on thoughts that you have or things that maybe you, you know, questions you might have about shows, feel free to. I'll try and get back to them throughout the week. But um, thank you for tuning in to episode 18 of Mealy Stocks. We'll be back next Wednesday with part two of this as I share a little bit more about card shows and from my perspective. And hopefully that'll generate some more buzz and some more content questions from you guys. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys soon. And for those out there in the hobby, card shop world, Playbook comes out this week, which is exciting for 2020 football. Um, and I know that Immaculate Soccer just came out pat this past week. So some cool releases. I think Contenders is coming out soon. You're going to have Optic Basket, uh, Optic Football coming out soon. Hoops 2021 Basketball very soon. So some really fun stuff in the shop. And uh, yeah, look forward to it. So until I see you uh, uh, next week, have a good week. Peace out and see ya.